the fear of rejection comes from hurt, right? So when we are rejected, a lot of times when we're rejected, we're not heard, we're not understood, we're not validated, we become hurt. And when we become hurt, when we get that emotional pain, our brain's like, uh-oh, we're under attack because it's getting that signal from the hurt, that emotional pain we're feeling. If I'm too aggressive, I'm too mean, then I'm most certainly getting the jump on everybody because then I'm gonna reject you, I'm gonna put you down, I'm gonna tear you down before you can do it to me. You wonder why when you're in the group, no one asks you your opinion or your thoughts. It's because we have these maladaptive coping mechanisms and what happens as we get older, they start to really damage us. Greetings everybody, welcome back to the FCS Prep Podcast where I am your host, Dr. Keith Fairclough, and we are continuing with our talk of our ultimate desire. If you watched the last podcast, you know we were talking about the ultimate desire and that's to be heard, that means to be understood, to be validated, that helps and that's come through communication and that leads us to getting that unconditional love that we all truly want. But we're going to break it down because there are some things that keep us from getting that unconditional love, that keep us from getting that validation, from being understood. So we're going to talk about that, right? Because when we're not feeling that, we get that fear of rejection, right? And we're gonna, that's what this podcast is going to be about. This part's going to be about that fear of rejection, the fear of opening up. But before we hop into it, guys, I want you to like, I want you to comment, like, subscribe. Well, maybe not comment yet. You can wait till you get through this. But like and subscribe at this point and share because I guarantee someone is going to need this information because this topic that we're talking about today plagues humanity. It plagues humanity, that fear of rejection. It keeps us from being our ideal selves. So make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you share. As you're getting into this, if you see something that kind of resonates with you, you want to have to share a story, something, go ahead and put it in the comments below. All right, so without further ado, Let's hop into this, all right? So, the fear of rejection. Gosh, man. This is so this is so powerful, guys. This is so powerful because the fear of rejection, it affects us in so many different ways. It keeps us from wanting to try to do things. It keeps us from opening up. It keeps us from being vulnerable. And remember, if you watch the other podcast about how to become invulnerable, the path to invulnerability is through vulnerability. So the fear of rejection keeps us from even getting to that point. It plagues us. It weighs us down. It leads to the negative core beliefs that we talked about in the past, right? The unlovable, unworthy, being a victim. It leads to all that. And so why? The fear of rejection comes from hurt, right? So when we are rejected, a lot of times when we're rejected, we're not heard, we're not understood, we're not validated. We become hurt. And when we become hurt when we get that emotional pain something in us because remember there's a part of our brain that says it's like survival mode and so when in, in in that part of our brain doesn't distinguish between real threat real life threatening threat or not real life threatening threat it's whatever the brain perceives and so what happens is when we become rejected when we become invalidated we become, we're not understood we don't get that love the unconditional love. So when that happens, our brain's like, uh-oh, we're under attack because it's getting that signal from the hurt, that emotional pain we're feeling. And so it says, okay, we got to survive. How do we survive this hurt? How do we survive this pain? How do we make it so it doesn't happen again? And so what happens when that part of our brain activates, we then go into the mode, right? So one of those beliefs kind of gets triggered. 
right? You get kind of set in stone. Like, well, I guess because of this, because I'm not accepted, I must be unlovable. Because I'm not accepted, I must not be worthy. Because, you know, I'm not accepted, because I'm not validated, because I'm not understood. And remember, I'm gonna, put, I'm gonna always say this, being validated, being understood, and being heard does not mean the person has to agree with you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that to the cows come home because people often assume if you're not on my side, that means you don't care. That's not what that means, all right? It simply means that I hear you. I've heard what you said. I hear your heart. I hear your emotion. I hear your thoughts. I hear all that. And even if I don't believe, I think it's dead wrong. I just wanna let you know, I value enough as a person, as a human being to say, I hear you. I validate you. You are important. Now we can talk about and engage in discussion about the topic, but I just want to drive that point home. Being validated, being understood does not equate to being agreed with. In our brain, one of those beliefs is adopted. And so now in order to keep ourselves in further pain, certain feelings and actions now have to be adopted to make sure that doesn't happen. Right. And so some of the things that happen and in from my work, what I've seen, at least historically in the patterns of behavior, what I've seen when people experience that rejection, they get the feeling of hurt. And then what happens is there's either one or two emotions that are created. Right. It's either you become angry and because you become angry, that becomes your maladaptive coping mechanism. And I'll talk about that in a second. You either become too aggressive or too mean. Because now you're trying to get ahead of the pain, get ahead of the hurt. Like if you're the one causing the hurt and the pain and the rejection, then that means it doesn't come back on you, which is not necessarily true because people are going to reject you for being too aggressive and too mean. And then there's the other side of it where you become sad. Maybe you become depressed. And so what happens with that side, you become too nice and too passive. And so because you're too nice and too passive, you're still not heard. You're still not understood. People run over you. People take advantage of you. And then again, because of that, you still feel rejected. You, it's like this crazy cycle. But here's a crazy, here's a part about it. Not the crazy part, but here's a part about it. This is what happens. Because when, when this rejection happens, when this hurt happens, it happens when we're still forming our beliefs or whatnot, right? So this usually doesn't happen later on in life. You're not some 30, 40, 50-year-old person that then adopts these beliefs. This usually happens when we're younger. And so what happens is we, are, we create these maladaptive coping mechanisms, right? Like I said, be then too mean, too aggressive, too nice, too passive, and it works in the short term. It works, especially for surface level relationships. This coping mechanism works because guess what? If I'm too aggressive, I'm too mean, then I'm most certainly getting the jump on everybody because then I'm going to reject you. I'm going to put you down. I'm going to tear you down before you can do it to me. So while I, there are other feelings might be associated with my behaviors, it's not the hurt. It's not that hurt. It's not that pain. It's not that rejection because I'm the one that's doing it. And then on the other side, you know, if I'm so super nice and so super passive, I'm really, really agreeable. And you just kind of go along with everybody and you never share your thoughts. And, 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 and everyone is like, oh, yeah, they're great. They're awesome. Da, 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 whatever. Right. And I'll be honest, for me, that was the path I took when I was younger. Right? I took the too nice, too passive approach and it doesn't work long term. So, again, it works short term because it works with your parents, it works with your teachers, it works with your coworkers, it works with your uh, fellow students and your peers. It works short term for surface level relationships, because even if you're an adult and you're operating in these ways, because you might be thinking, well, Keith, you know, I, you know, I felt that I did it. You know, my life is fine. Right? It definitely works for service level relationships. And in some circles, it's actually even praised. But I'm telling you right now, when you start getting deep, right? When you start having those deep 
intimate relationships, those intimate relationships with your, with your spouse, with your children, with a friend, with, with, with a group. When you start getting that intimate relationship, those coping mechanisms no longer work. They don't work anymore because you need to be vulnerable in order to really get closer to that person, to that group. And these mechanisms do not allow you to get vulnerable because by def the very definition of them, they're designed to keep you from being vulnerable. So it doesn't allow you to share. It doesn't allow you to open up and, and, and share your thoughts and your feelings. It doesn't allow for that. So it becomes maladaptive. Then you wonder why you're having such issues connected with your spouse and why you're having such issues connected with your children. And you're, you're wondering why you can't connect with the group. You wonder why no one wants to invite you out. You wonder why when you're in the group, no one asks you your opinion or your thoughts. It's because we have these maladaptive coping mechanisms and what happens as we get older, they start to really damage us. But because we've been doing it so long, the brain's like, this is all I know. This is all I know. I, and it's like, okay, I know it's not working, but maybe if I do more of it, maybe it will work. Maybe if I become even more aggressive. Maybe if I come even more mean. Maybe if I come even more nice. Maybe if I come even more passive, it'll work. And it's like, no, it keeps going and going and going. And the thing is, you start now replicating that hurt because then you start now operating in ways that bring more and more rejection into your life. More and more rejection. More and more being used. More and more hurt. And then eventually you get to a point where it just becomes too much. I'm not going to go into what happens when we get to that point. But many of us know, many of us know the deep, dark thoughts that come in our minds, you know, when, when we're sitting there by ourselves and it might look like everything's great on the outside and we have all this money and we have all this success and, and, and we have all this progress and we have all this and we, we have all these friends, but no one knows what's going on in the deep recesses of our mind and our heart. And that's what happens. That is what takes place when that hurt is not dealt with, when we experience that rejection. Because guess what? Ultimately, we'll never, ever get our ultimate desire. We'll never get that unconditional love that we so need, like oxygen, like water. We'll never get it, no matter what we do. In whatever circles we've gotten because of those coping mechanisms, we'll never truly experience that unconditional love ever you may think you do but i'm telling you you don't and we talked about that in another video about what conditional love looks like and it becomes a business contract if you operate and do such a thing then we'll give you this conditional love but the moment you stop is the moment the contract is broken and then then becomes what more of that rejection and so it's a sick cycle and the crazy part about it is if we don't get ourselves together, we can pass that cycle on to others. We can pass it on to our significant other. We can pass it on to our children. We can pass it on to others in our group, especially if you're influential. You can pass that stuff on. And we don't wanna pass on dysfunction. We don't wanna pass on chaos. We don't wanna pass on hurt. And we definitely don't wanna pass on rejection. We don't want to do that because it doesn't help anybody or any. Thing. So it's very, very, very important for us to understand this concept of this fear of rejection because we're so scared of rejection that we don't open up. And that's exactly what we need to do in order to beat the fear of rejection. Because listen, action beats fear every time. Because if you stop thinking about it and you just start doing, then you don't give your mind an opportunity to come up with all these things 
of why it won't work or why it won't work out or what they're going to say, what they're going to do. A lot of times we forecast based off that fear. And so when we start doing things, I'm going to talk about some strategies you could use. I'm going to have a whole other podcast about practicing or whatnot and how to practice so that we can overcome this fear of rejection. But when we start doing things, we start overcoming that fear and we start challenging those beliefs that everyone's out to get me. Everyone's out to hurt me. The world's not a safe place. Nobody cares about me. There are things we can do to rock those negative beliefs and put some new positive beliefs in your mind, in your operating system, no matter how long you've been operating on there are things we could do in order to get these new beliefs, these new practices, these new behaviors to give you a better life, real change right now. One of the other things, one of the other points I want to get to, because we're, we're about to wrap it up. Right? I want to get to one other point. Here's the thing. Not all rejection is the same. Not all rejection is the same. Now, I will say this because of the, the things we've experienced in our lives, we view all rejection as the same. We personalize all rejection, but not all all rejection is the same. I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you are attracted to somebody and you go to ask them out and they say, you know, I'm not interested. You know, you're nice or whatever, but I'm not interested. And we take it personal. Like, oh, oh, I can't believe it. They, they don't like me. Oh, that means I'm a horrible person. That means I'm ugly. That means I'm fat. That means I'm not in shape. That means I'm not smart enough. That means I don't have enough money. That means I have too much of this. That We've personalized that rejection. If you apply for a job and don't get it, oh, they don't, they don't want me. Guys, that this form of rejection, so to speak, is not really a form of rejection. If you look at it from a different lens, and again, we have to work on changing the lens because a lot of us view all of our experiences through this lens of hurt, through this lens of rejection. We have to change the lens a little bit. And listen, I was there too. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience. I was there too. I've applied to a lot of different jobs, a lot of different jobs. And they're like, nah, nah, nah. Sometimes I get an interview and they're like, nah. And then sometimes I get a second round of nah. And there were times when I would take it personal. But then I had to take a stop and stop and step back. Like, wait a second, hold on. If I was in their shoes, I would I would be looking for a certain thing, certain attributes, certain fits, certain attitudes, certain whatever. And if a person didn't have that, then they don't fit my preference and it wouldn't be a good fit for them. So I'm not going to choose them because it doesn't it's not going to work for me and it's not going to work for them. Think about this. I think we take it down to even a simpler level, simpler level. When we go to a grocery store, we're going for specific things right? Preferences. Maybe you prefer a different brand. A lot of this stuff out there is the same. A lot of it's very, very much the same. There's not a great difference between a lot of different products. You know, it's, and if there is, it's, it's so slight that <laughs> it doesn't matter which one you pick, right? If you go to a party and they get one type of, ch uh, one type of um, chocolate chip cookie versus another type of chocolate chip cookie, you're not going to be like, oh, I can't believe they got Chips Ahoy and they didn't get Pepperidge Farms. You're going to be like, Okay, well, they got chocolate chip cookies. I like chocolate chip cookies, so I'm going to try a chocolate chip cookie. You know? That's it. Right? But what it is is we have preferences. It's not a form of rejection. It's just a form of this is something that I like. I like this more than that. I prefer this more than that. I mean, think of the alternative. Let's go back to the dating example. Let's say you did ask somebody out, and they said, sure. And then during the, the whole time you guys are dating, they really don't like you. <laughs> they really are not interested in you. They don't care about what you like. They, they don't care about your dislikes. They don't care about where you want to go. They don't care about what you want to eat. 
Matter of fact, a lot of times they're against it. Why would you want to be in a situation like that? But see, it takes time for us to stop and think like, okay, let's not make this personal, right? Let's not make this personal. In these instances, right? Let's not make it personal. They have a preference. I'm not their preference. I'm not their cup of tea. Cool. Because you know what? You know, they may not be mine, you know, in the long run. I don't know. But then there's somebody out there that, you know, we have similar preferences. Long story short on that one, not all rejection is personal. Not all rejection is personal. So a lot of those situations, you're not even getting down to that deeper level of being heard, validated, and understood. And maybe, just maybe, that's a template you need to go off of, right? Is this situation not being heard, validated, and understood? If not, then it's not a form of rejection. So jobs, it's not about being heard, validated, and understood when you apply for a job. It's, do you fit this requirement? You know, do you fit the needs of our company? It's not about being heard, validated, and understood, and therefore it's not about unconditional love. So maybe that's the template. All right. And that just kind of came off the top of my head. Maybe that's a template. Maybe the template is if it's a situation doesn't require me to be heard, validated and understood, then it's not about unconditional love. And therefore, it's not really a form of rejection. Maybe it's a form of it's a preference. That's want to put that caveat in there. I think it's really important for us to understand that difference. I'm not going to leave you with that. I got to leave you with some strategies. All right? I'm not going to leave you guys just out here just hanging dry. Right. This isn't just an informational session. Right. I want you guys to leave with something, something of substance. So here's some tips that you guys could use to overcome the fear of rejection. Number one, what you can do is you can talk to a professional. And this is not some shameless plug. Right. Because this is across the globe. Right. So obviously I can't see and meet with everybody. Um, but I am a professional. If you want to talk to me, you could reach out, you know. All my contact information is below. Reach out. We can get together and work together. But in any case, you need to find a professional to talk to. And the reason why I say a professional is because this is somebody who creates a safe place by default. This is somebody who is going to listen to you, validate you, and try to understand you by default. So whatever you share, there's not going to be a shock value. There's not going to be like, oh, what kind of person are you? It's not going to be any of that. So you have the freedom to open up and share. And this, I'm going to tie it in, you know, with the practice. This is going to help you to practice opening up and getting comfortable and used to sharing and expressing and communicating your feelings. Because remember in the last video, one of the things we talked about is that's part of it. If you don't know how to express yourself and express your thoughts and your feelings clearly so people can't understand you, can val validate you, if you can't express it clearly enough, then sometimes you might be the issue. But again, we'll talk about all that stuff later. But number one thing, find a professional to talk to. Someone that's safe, someone where you could open up to, someone you don't got to be scared to be open and honest and raw and real. Someone who's not going to just tear you down and kick your ideas to the curb. Because guess what? You are valuable. You are worthy. You are worthy of love. You're lovable. And you're a victor and not a victim. You can overcome anything in your life. Number two, I'm actually going to blend these two points right here, right? So it's really, it's self-reflection, but it's self-reflection mixed with thought tracking and feeling tracking. Actually, I'm going to blend another one in, in journaling, right? And I have a whole video about self-reflection, the personal responsibility. I'm actually going to put a tag up there for you all to see that. So very important to self-reflect, right? Because a lot of times there are a number of different number of different possibilities and we tend because of our learned behaviors we tend to only focusing on one where we're the victim everyone's against us nobody likes us right and i want you to think of it like this there's a scene in uh, avengers infinity war right and if you haven't seen it it's going to be a spoiler alert but at this point if you haven't seen it and it's been how many years it's been out it, it, it it's kind of on you 
but <laughs> there's a scene where Doctor Strange is on another planet and they're getting ready to fight Thanos or whatever. And there's a scene where his head's like going all different directions and he's like, you know, like that, right? And so in this scene, after he's done, there he's like, like, what is he doing? And he said, I'm looking for a possibility to uh, beat Thanos. And he said he looked at like 14 million possibilities. And there was only one in the 14 million where they would beat Thanos. All right. So I want you to think about like this. Your situation may have a different meaning behind it. So it takes the self-reflection for you to find out what that is. And again, I said this in another video as well. Never assume. There's no need for you to ever assume anything if you could just ask. This comes back to the communication part. But again, we'll dive into all that stuff in the future podcast, right? But it's up to you to, to find out what the real meaning behind that is. One of the, some things you could do is you could do thought tracking. When situations like this come up, what are the thoughts that go through my head? What are the feelings that go through my head? Find out what that stuff is. Track that stuff. See if it's accurate. See if it's real. See if it's, you know, something that, that is based on fact. But you want a thought track, feeling track. And a good way to do this is through journaling. You could do journaling to help do all of that. Get that stuff out on paper and see. I'm like, man, is that really real? Is that a, that's, that's not accurate. That's not even that person. Maybe they were having a bad day. Maybe they, whatever, whatever, right? Self-reflection. To do the self-reflection, you're going to get, you can do it in your head. Thought tracking, feeling tracking, and journaling is going to help immensely for all that. Again, I'm going to leave a, I'm going to leave a link for the video so that you guys can go back and get into a little bit more detail on what self-reflection looks like. And then the last part, guys, is just opening up. That's it. Just opening up, open up and practice sharing. And it doesn't have to be anything super deep at first. Remember, the point is to be heard, validated and understood. You can do that through something that you like. Hey, I want to talk to someone about anime. I want to talk to someone about, you know, the, my favorite type of chips. I want to talk to someone about, I don't know, my favorite animal, whatever, my favorite color, you know, my favorite activity. And just practice sharing that way. Because guess what? This uh, ability to be heard, validated, and understood, it, it spans all conversations. So it doesn't have to necessarily be a super deep conversation. It could be any type of conversation. But the more practice we get with that, the better we're going to be with expressing ourselves. Because it is very, very, very important for us to express ourselves clearly and concisely. I'm going to put that in there again. I'm going I'm to go into more detail. This, but when I say concisely, so if it takes you 45 minutes to an hour to express yourself, that's way too long. Way too long. You got, you got to condense that. There's only so much information people can take in because it may not be a matter of them not caring, not wanting about it, not wanting to understand. And maybe you're just too long-winded. And it's like, bro, man, like, are you done yet? Golly, like, what is taking you so long? I get it. Guys, we'll get into all that later. I love you guys. Listen, this is it. We're at the end. Remember, like, now you can comment and subscribe. Share with somebody. Share with somebody. All right? Share this podcast. People need help. People need help. They need real change right now. And let me ask you this question. How many of us would love to be able to change the world? How many of us would love to be able to do that? I would love to be able to do that. And the thing is, to change the world, we don't need some big, massive political change shifting all this. We don't need to do that. Guys, the motto of my company, and it came so simple to me, improving the world by improving you. Once we improve, 
our worlds improve. Once our worlds improve, other people improve. Once other people improve, and you see, it's a ripple effect. It grows and grows and grows, and that is how we change the world. So, guys, if you want to change the world, take this stuff that we're talking about and apply it and share this video so other people can take this stuff and apply it. And together, we can all change the world. We can improve the world. And it's a win-win situation because when we improve, the world improves. And when the world improves, we also will improve. It's a win-win cycle. We all win. So I'll be back again, guys. We're going to go into a little bit more detail about what happens from hurt to what happens um, and for anger and then what happens from hurt and it goes to sex. We're going to go into a little bit more detail with that. Those might be a little bit shorter, but we'll see. Um, I love you guys. Y'all stay tuned and I'll talk to you all later.